Hi there, this is Ryan File from the Mail Tribune, and you're listening to First Thing, our weekday podcast where I go over the top stories of the day. You can listen to this podcast and others done by my colleagues, seriously, there are a ton on a bunch of topics, at mailtribune.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Here are the day's top stories for Monday, August 20th, 2018. First up, drought, hot summer weather, and continued drawdown for irrigation needs have emigrant Hyatt and Howard Prairie Lakes headed it toward their lowest levels since 2014, leading to recreation closers and threatening to inflict future water headaches. Emigrant and Hyatt Lakes, which like Howard Prairie are actually reservoirs, are forecast to drop below 10% of capacity by the time the Talon Irrigation District halts its irrigation season in mid-September. That's at least two weeks earlier than a normal water year. TID manager Jim Pendleton said. If we get any significant rainfall, that might push it out a week, but anything past September 15th will be a gift for us, Pendleton said. That's looking increasingly unlikely. A climate prediction report issued by the National Weather Service says Oregon will remain hot and dry well into the fall. Also, the U.S. Drought Monitor says that almost 70% of Oregon is now in, quote, severe drought, and some southern parts of the state are in, quote, extreme drought. Hyatt Lake began the season under half-full from last year's dam retrofits, and this summer's drawdown already has caused the closure of its two boat ramps. Three of the four boat ramps at Howard Prairie are already closed, triggering an early shuttering of campgrounds around Howard Prairie. The Jackson County Parks Department will close its Sugar Pine, Grizzly Park, Clum Landing, and Willow Point campgrounds at Howard Prairie September 4th, about four or five weeks earlier than normal, Parks Manager Steve Lambert said. All have no or unusable boat ramps, he said. You lose your boat ramps, the use drops off like a rock, Lambert said. The Howard Prairie Resort Marina is high and dry, and county crews have suspended any boat and moorage rentals, Lambert said. The ramp still had about four feet of water at its tongue Friday, and smaller boats should be able to launch there through Labor Day, but navigational hazards await, he said. Limping into this fall's filling season also reduces the likelihood that the Bureau of Reclamation Projects will refill next year. Pendleton said it would take a year like 2016 and 2017 snowpack and the 150% of normal range to generate enough runoff to refill the reservoirs. That would get us back in the hunt, back in the fight, Pendleton said. Next up, two massive wildfires that merged west of Grants Pass have been split into two management zones, one to protect inland towns like Merlin, Grants Pass, and Cave Junction, and the other to slow the spread of the fires toward the Oregon coast. Sparked by a lightning storm that started fires throughout southern Oregon on July 15th, the 52,588-acre Taylor Creek fire is closest to Merlin and Grants Pass. It was 61% contained on Sunday. To the south, the 68,241-acre Klondike fire near Semla and Cave Junction was only 15% contained as of Sunday. The spreading fires merged earlier this month. Fire officials announced over the weekend that the merged fires have been split into two management zones with new labels. The Taylor Creek and Klondike East fires are being managed at Lake Selmac, south of Grants Pass by the Alaska Incident Management Team. The Klondike West fire is being managed by the California Interagency Incident Management Team 4 out of Gold Beach on the coast. The Klondike fire is burning in the Kalmyopsis Wilderness area a steep, rugged area that has been home to major wildfires. In 2002, the Biscuit Fire burned 500,000 acres. Last year, the 191,125-acre 
Chetco Bar Fire consumed portions of the wilderness area and threatened communities from the coast to Cave Junction. During a briefing with Senator Jeff Merkley last week, fire managers said they feared the annual return of the Chetco winds that blow from east to west could fan the Klondike Fire toward the coast, recreating conditions that caused the 2017 Chetco Bar Fire to make a run at coastal communities. Fire crews are using containment lines and bird scars from the Chetco Bar Fire and their new fight against this year's Klondike Fire. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories and others at our website, mailtribune.com, and follow us on social media if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one. Thank you.